So for some something that has as much visibility as Metaverse slash Facebook, that will, you'll probably see more of this thing where they're going to go back to a requirement that we need to prove that you're a real person and not just some anonymous person adding on because we're going to start doing sort of this social and punitive credit like they do on eBay. Mm-hmm. Like if a person is on eBay is Snoo Mathers with my motherfucker's ass. You want to know how to rhyme? You better learn how to add. It's mathematics. <laughs> Mighty most definitely. <laughs> it's simple mathematics. Check it out. <laughs> I'll revolve around science. What are we talking about here? Peace, peace, peace. Welcome to another episode of Wise the Dome. Uh, today on this uh, Knowledge Understanding Day, I have a very special guest, man. He's a he's a, a super intelligent God. He's very well-versed in a lot of different topics. Today, we're going to be focusing in on technology and the wave of the future and from a 5 percenter perspective. But I appreciate you for coming, God. Devon Ruler, thank you for taking the time out to come build with me. Yes, peace, peace, Rock King. Thanks for inviting me to the show. No doubt, no doubt, God. So, whenever I had a uh, Cebus on here uh, and we were building, and he was telling me about the early days of being a five percenter online and in some of the message boards, and he said that you were one of the first ones uh, that were on it like that back then. Um, if you can, just walk us through some of that history, because you know, as we know now, the internet everybody's on it everybody communicates via social media every day but whenever you were on it it wasn't it wasn't that way you know what i mean and so if you can just walk us through some of that all right yeah thanks um so my name is divine ruler equality of law i'm originally from indiana india south bend indiana uh we call it self-born india out there mm. so mm. um but when I got on the quote unquote internet, that was back in 1990, 1991. I just started school at Purdue University um, um, studying physics. And aligned to my studies in physics was also studies in computing science. So they started us, started us all with the computing science courses the very first year um, in my bachelor's degree that we're studying physics. And that exposes you to things like IRC, internet rate, relay chat, mm. and MUDs, <laughs> multi-user dimensions. You know, these MUDs are the precursors to things like, um, oh, what do they call it? Um, Minecraft and World of Warcraft right. and, and those sort of things. It was just all text. It wasn't, it wasn't graphical in nature yet. But, you know, they had the first web browsers um, out there, the, the Netscapes and the, <laughs> the, link, the links, mm-hmm. L-Y-N-X for, for the text-driven uh, World Wide Web, so to speak, right? Um, and so I got, the, I got the knowledge. I started adding on to the nation in 1991. And... Um, in December of 1991, I had finally went out to a law school in Mecca and met G. Kaleem at the school and he put me on and everything. And at the same time, 
whenever I would go out of town, you know, this was my first road trip over tens of hours away, right? Right. I try and figure out, okay, where do I go? You know, I, you know, I, I, I heard about this place, heard about the school, heard about the general location. Where do I go, and and what else can I check out while I'm out there or, mm-hmm. or on the way back? So doing all that with like you know, phone books and (laughs) going to the library, looking up different um, atlases for different cities and phone books to try to figure out what's out there and where to go and what to do. That was tedious. That's how you would find out stuff to do. You know, between that and, you know, the music scene, which I wasn't aware of yet, they would do party flyers, but they would send those flyers like if it was parties in New York. Mm-hmm. They would send to Philadelphia. Mm. You know, they they would send it as far as, you know, Miami and some made it out to L.A. And then that's how you found out right. where an event was going to be at cross country or, or across the planet. Right. So all of that. But I know, you know, somebody that's seeking that's seeking the knowledge itself and also has like minded people either in the nation or that has good relations with the nation, you know, whatever type of Rastafarian or, or um, the Hebrew or, or, or comedic person, whoever they're mm-hmm. trying to figure out where do I go to eat? Right. You know, eat some righteous food. Right. Right. Or, or where do I go for entertainment? That's, that's speaking to, to my, my mind. Right. Mm, right. This is where in my brain, I was like, okay, you know, a lot of us that's getting the knowledge of stuff, we're not, a lot of us are in college mm-hmm. and we can use this medium to communicate with each other to say, hey, we're going to have this event here. There's going to be this demonstration. There's going to be this rally, this, this, whatever. This is how we can get, get garner more support for our event than just people in town, you know, right. um, get more support for people coming from out of town you know th- this is the sort of thing that they do for professional organizations in college like nesby mm. uh, national society of black engineers right okay. um so all of that and email you know the, the first sort of like message board thing was between irc internet relay chat and email right and that combination is kind of how I've started organizing and gathering contacts to say, hey, let's we're gonna start this listserv and this email list and this is how we're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And the beginning it was all forwarded through, you know, a single address and it it was only a few of us or one of us that was the moderator. Right. So you receive an email and then you resend it to everybody mm-hmm. until you find out about legit listservs and use you know automation there. Right. to organize it so but yeah that that was the impetus for you know starting a whole bunch of that back in 1991 right right <laughs> wow i mean that's when you look at when you think about how we communicate now like right. what you were doing then and other gods is a life and you know the other ones that were that you were communicating with and you know like you said other brothers from other said nations as well like that's extremely forward thinking at that, to be able to, in the beginning stages of, you know, what we call the World Wide Web, to be able to, you know, say, hey, 
we need to be able to communicate with each other. We need to be able to, uh, you know, make each other known, make knowledge born about events that we have going on and just to be able to be that forward thinking. I think that's an extremely uh, powerful sentiment and also a testament to yourself and other gods as well. Um, and so I wanted to bring it to now and meta, the metaverse, right? You know, uh, for those that don't know meta, uh, Facebook had rebranded itself as Meta and they are creating a whole entire virtual universe, Metaverse, where you can, uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on. I mean, it's obviously in the beginning stages, but um, Zuckerberg, whenever I, I was watching the um, interview he did with Lex Friedman, and in that interview, he was saying that Although you're immersed in it, your brain sensory uh, will know that it's not real due to subtle things that they purposefully put in the metaverse. Um, but what are your thoughts on that? And do you think that people will still run the risk of having their realities merge? Meaning you, you always have people that are go to the extreme with things. People get addicted to things. If you're constantly spending all of your time in this metaverse do you think it's possible for to lose your sense of reality or will be possible all right well you know let's let's think about this and, and before i continue um let me um let me express something you know today's supreme mathematics is knowledge understanding which borns culture so Knowledge is your awareness of your world and understanding is taking whatever awareness you have of your world and anything that you apply that knowledge or awareness to, which is your wisdom, mm -hmm. um, to sort of run this playbook or this movie in your brain, in your mind to see what is, what is the possible outcome if I change just a certain element from the starting point. So understanding is the ability to, to predict, predict and see what kind of changes and operations you have if you change just these, these small conditions, mm -hmm. right? So the purpose of a civilized person having knowledge and understanding um, is to use what their awareness is and, and what they understand how events may transpire in order to... Um, teach and educate people on best practices to apply to your life. Um, and that's where culture comes in. Culture is one's way of life, right? right? So as civilized people, our, our mission is to try to provide people the impetus and the motivation to get as much knowledge in um, an expansive amount of knowledge without quote unquote restrictions without being hindered by misinformation and lies. So okay. that they can better their lives, right? right. And not their, just their lives, but their, their families, right? So how does that tie into, into today and the emergence of these, these virtual realities, right? VR, uh, virtual realities, augmented realities. Um, you know, we've kind of dealt with that before, not in the digital sense, but in in sort of this chemical uh, sense with um, the kind of foods that we've been given to eat um, 
and the kind of chemical usage that we've been encouraged to do mm-hmm. uh, throughout time, you know, whether it's being taught how to eat the raw foods or, or, or showing how to eat foods that are more, more correct, that, that in, increase health, right. Mm-hmm. Or, um, this sort of issue, especially for original people in North America in the, in the previous century, this century, which is chemical abuse, drugs, right. Right. Hmm. Um, and, you know, there's the base behind that too, you know, is using drugs, chemical abuse and, um, and how, right. Mm-hmm. So the, the father of our nation ha- has a certain perspective about using anything, whether it be a drug or food, you know, and that's, you know, use something to the benefit of you based on the knowledge you have behind that thing, right? So this entails, you, you know what the worst kind of foods and things to consume are that that you, you know, a typical person can't handle. Right. And then you know certain types of substances that people utilize um, infrequently, not all the time, but infrequently to, to help them relieve stress or, or some added health benefit, whether mentally or physically. Right. Right. And that ties into oh, the whole, okay, can civilized people use alcohol or not? Mm, right, right, right. But we, we've used alcohol infrequently, not frequently, but infrequently throughout our past as original people. Um, because it wouldn't just be alcohol, we would infuse it with whatever type of herbs so that it would more um, readily transmit itself into the bloodstream and to the d- various parts of the body. So mm-hmm. you'll see people in the Nile Valley and some other societies, they drink a lot of beer, but they infuse it with, with various amount of herbs in order for it to more effectively be distributed throughout the body. Yeah, the Hebrews did as well, right? Um, I've, I've seen some... If I'm not mistaken, yes, right? So, you know, translate that to now where, you know, most people are encouraged um, via this puritanical view not to drink any alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and especially for people that are known to succumb to substance abuse. And I know people are wondering, what does this have to do with technology, right? But but drug industry and pharmaceuticals is 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 technology. It's, mm. it, it was sort of inter, um, um, information technology in a biological form. Wow! Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. So take that all in consideration. Um, take into you know the fascination with psychedelics here, which you know the most common weaker psychedelic or substance has this has psychedelic properties. Is weed, but it's not as expansive as, as things like mushrooms or LSD or peyote or uh, ayahuasca or any of that, right? But think about the underlying motive for people using these sort of things. They're, they're, they're trying to escape a situation in the quote-unquote real physical world, the parent world, by trying to reinvent orientate their brain based on whatever experiences they have, whether they're microdosing or going full-fledged and and trying to get all the visuals out of it. But you break all those down. Everything everything has a geometrical and mathematical relationship. Mm -hmm. 
So basically people are trying to re reorientate themselves in some sort of mathematical way right. that they they were not able to know how to do because they haven't been formally educated on how to do it um, without using those substances. Mm. So herein lies the emergence of the metaverse, but the metaverse is not an old idea. You know, back in the mid-90s and late 90s, they had this thing called Second Life. Now, it wasn't totally immersive where you use the goggles and in headphones or whatever sensory um, accessories mm -hmm. to, to look, hear, and feel the environment. It was just a 3D display on a two-dimensional surface. But this whole Second Life application, people um, were taking, taking all, building all types of structures and the Second Life thing. Right. So, you know, there's been various iterations of it. Um, was it. Was that similar to like Sims? Yes, Sims. It, it's, it's actually more similar to Minecraft. Okay. Um, because Minecraft is collaborative and, and sort of this multi-user thing. Sims, think about most Sims, unless, you know, I haven't actually used Sims, but my impression is, is that it's not a multi-user environment. Right. It's a single player thing, mm -hmm. but it's more so like Minecraft and World Warcraft and in those sort of environments. So this idea is not new; it's just new. It's just that the technology has advanced, where you get more of a sensory perception based on all these accessories. Right. Um. And the thing to watch out there is the thing to watch out for everything else I alluded to, you know, whatever type of recreational drugs or or pharmaceutical substances that people use, even legit ones or even le legal ones, mm -hmm. you know, use those things in moderation right. um, where there'll be the benefit and, and not overconsumption to the point where you lose your sense of self and direction. Wow. Powerful. Um, yeah, I, I definitely see the correlation because uh, do you remember that uh, show uh, Intervention that used to come on? Um, I, I don't. Well, there was a show um, where a family would see somebody, family or friends would see somebody struggling with a substance issue, a substance problem. They would, you know, uh, have a family meeting and uh, attempt to get them some help, right? Mm -hmm. And then, so as the show goes on, it started exploring other things outside of just drugs and alcohol, where one guy was, like, he had a serious video game addiction to the point where... Oh, wow. Yeah, he to the point where 16, 17 hours a day barely wants to eat you know, that's all like he couldn't let it down. Well, you know what? That sounds like regular people nowadays. <laughs> I know, I know. People right? with, with the PlayStation 5s and, and the, whatever the, uh, the, the Microsoft Xbox. product is. Yeah, yeah. Xbox. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like people that sound like people in college during our, our era playing Castlevania and Techno Bowl. Oh yeah, and, that was and, and smoke, smoking weed, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and not going to class. Right, right. You know, and, and but I, I, it's, I didn't think of it in that manner until you mentioned it. But 
whenever you're dealing with virtual reality, augmented reality, like you said, in your build, you know, for those of us uh, with knowledge itself and who are dealing with a type of awareness of who we are, what we're doing and how to use uh, certain tools and not let the tools use us is right. one thing. But for those who may not have that type of awareness, it will eventually be the same type of escape that drugs are to some people. Right. And so it's interesting um, how or what they plan on implementing to keep that from happening. Because I know for a fact the think tank over there has to know that this is a possibility. Um, and, you know, due to the fact that they're already had issues with uh, how they use Instagram as far as the studies that come out and show that, uh, you know, teenage girls on Instagram suffer from lower self-esteem than girls that aren't on Instagram, you know, like he's okay. that. Yeah. And so it's just like, you know, it's just, I think, um, just curious to see how they handle the ethical issues that come with it, because in some people's opinion, they haven't really handled the ethical issues with Facebook and Instagram that well. And so it's, you know, a lot of people probably aren't, um, probably aren't too, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? They probably, they probably don't think that they'll be handing, handling the ethics issues in meta uh, that well either, as long as they uh, are able to get you connected, you know, it seems like, like that's what's most important. Um, well, with that said though, um, I've recently uh, read an article um, pertaining to the safety of Meta. And there was a report that a woman was sexually harassed uh, on in the Metaverse. And so, you know, we've seen uh, in cases trolling and, and, and internet harassment, um, you know, especially on women and children and people that, you know, or maybe that may feel marginalized, right? Um, like, what are your thoughts on like safety in meta, you know, because these are things that I think about whenever like these two new type of technologies come out, especially when it involves uh, like a, a it's, it involves a, some type of peer-to-peer -peer aspect or me being able to interact with other people, especially people I don't know. Like, what do you, what do you think about that as far as uh, possible safety issues in the metaverse? Well, well, think about how, um, something like Facebook distinguishes itself from other social networks at the time, like MySpace and, mm -hmm. and Black Planet and those sort of things. Facebook's point of entry was, do you go to, to a college or a university? Right. And, and that, at some extent, do you, are you in a company? And if so, give us the email address of the college or university that associates you as a real person, and that's how you get on to Facebook. Right. Um, but over time, Facebook relaxed that requirement mm -hmm. uh, based on the development of more of the average advertisement um, income that it was getting uh, to target not just college students or people in companies, but anybody, right? Mm -hmm. And this platform to, to provide all these 
uh, sort of small games or simulations to keep pe people glued to that social network. So for some, something that has as much visibility as Metaverse slash Facebook, we'll, you'll probably see more of this thing where they're going to go back to a requirement that we need to prove that you're a real person and not just some anonymous person adding on because we're going to start doing sort of this social and punitive credit like they do on eBay. Mm -hmm. Like if a person is on eBay as a seller and never sends out the product that people buy, then they get negative feedback right. to the point where all they get banned from eBay. Right. Right. Um, and, and all that gets tied into whatever PayPal or whatever uh, monetary um, credit card, debit card, bank account that's associated with that person. Mm -hmm. So there will probably be more of that in something as regulated as, as the metaverse. But metaverse is not the only one in the game in terms of um, trying to leverage this virtual reality and augmented reality technology. So, you, you know, you'll have somebody um, in either open source community or even either one of these um, darknet communities that's going to try to develop a similar kind of network. And they'll, you know, they may not use a public cloud, but they'll use some type of hybrid cloud somewhere to, <laughs> right. to, to, to host these situations where it's not just um, harassment, but actual exploitation. Mm. You have dozens of people um, being exploited and you, you know, it's kind of up th out there already. Um, although most of it's voluntary, most of these campsites, right? Right. So, you know, that exploitation is, you know, several degrees, um, um, disconnected from I need money to eat and mm. so I'm going to get on a camera mm -hmm. and exploit myself. Right, 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 right. Um, only fans, campsites, whatever, right? Um, but, you, you know, you're going to get these additional companies that then aren't as regulated as Metaverse mm -hmm. that are going to take it to the next step. So how do you um, best advise your son or daughter um, how to deal with these kinds of environments. And, and, and this is where a more conducive in-person um, support system is needed in the home mm -hmm. and not just overly relying on, on computers and, and TV to be... Um, babysitter. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and for quite a few people, this is hard, hard to do because they're, they're busy out there breaking your back, you know, doing on-demand on economy or actual work. Mm -hmm. and, and this is what they have to provide for, or, or for a child or a young person that they leave behind at home. Is okay, get on the computer, get on the Chromebook. You have a phone, blah, blah, blah. Use right. that. Right, right. So, you know, what is it going to take to even now, I'm not saying getting on those is always negative, but if that's their, a child's main source of data input throughout the day mm -hmm. without any regulation, then you're going to run into the issue. Right. So 
this this goes back into you know how do we live as original people? Do we just all go out there and go for self, or do we start developing communities where okay, I I can take my child for a week weekend one week one day out the weekend or both or all weekend or even during the week where they're immersed in a more rites of passage in person yes. sort of environment mm-hmm. that helps ground them. Yeah. Um, so they can go back out and then they can deal with all the gadgets and stuff, but, mm-hmm. but, but they have more of a focus of, you know, wh- why am I, why am I doing this and, and what's right. best to do and not to do on those sort of things. Yeah. So there, yeah. Man, that's powerful. Yeah. I, I, I agree a hundred percent, God, I agree a hundred percent. And so now I know a lot of people are going to, uh, one of the big things, obviously, and then a lot of people are already talking about it, um, commerce and these augmented realities and meta being the main one at the moment. Um, You know, they have um, reported that people are spending real money, like six figures on virtual real estate. Um, For those that may not understand why or the purpose or like, can you, what do you think um, commerce on these these type of platforms is going to be about and what type of opportunity would people have to make money? All right. So let, let's think about this corner case. There's, there's a, a game being developed called Star Citizen. Okay. And this game basically lets you be an actual Star Warsy kind of person right. in space. Star Star Wars, or you know, it's, it's probably not expanse expanses of Star Wars, but but it's like that. It's supposed to be on that level mm-hmm. where it's supposed to be seamless. You go from a city on the ground out to a space station, out in the space, mm-hmm. out to another planet. You can get out your spaceship. You can ride around in a vehicle, shoot people, blow up buildings, trade with somebody, buy drugs. Um, buy, buy agricultural goods, sell computer parts, but it's all like, you know, real life, mm-hmm. real time sort of thing, right? People are spending thousands of dollars and this game isn't even like um, beta release, right? It's wow. all a series of alphas. They're spending thousands of dollars on chip designs. Like, oh, when this game actually gets out, I'm going to have this super dope Crafted fucking wow. ship. Wow. The game the game isn't even out. Yeah, it, some people say it will it will never come out based on you know the, the kind of demands um and the service level agreement that they're trying to make with end users of this game mm-hmm. to be as real as possible. Right. Right. Um but that extends to other sort of similar situations out there like um people are buying and selling weapons in world of warcraft especially in asia mm. yes because the, you know this is the new sort of card game trade card you know mm-hmm. trading card sort of thing this weapon will beat that weapon sort of thing what was that game the card game like yumio or or uh, i forget Yu-Gi-Oh. I, yeah Yu-Gi-Oh, right and the, all the other ones they came. They came and, out yeah, before Pokemon cards uh, and stuff. Ma- Magic: The Gathering and, mm-hmm. and all that, right? So they're trying to build the best sort of um, digital artifact or weapon or or 
element that will beat anybody else's stuff with the same amount of all the the cost that you put into this sort of thing um based on all the special configurations of defense and attack posture and this that and the other so this you know this is a real thing even before metaphor metaverse even gets off the ground um is building these sort of digital articles that will give you some advantage and reward Mm. in a virtual in a virtual reality Mm. like having something that you know especially if there's commerce or something associated with transactions in that world um something that prevents you from people accidentally taking some of your credits right right reality right mm-hmm. or or give you more credits um because you're wearing a certain bracelet in the metaverse and you get to see more information than somebody else or right. or get informed about better discounts right right else. right wow wow and so you see kind of like that and the connection with how um video games are already having in-game purchases to the point right. where people will buy a $60 video game, $70, end up spending a hundred extra dollars on it, buying the stuff inside the game. Right. But then you have to think about the people in there. That's the blood suckers um, or the, you know, opportunists um, that are, that are trading these items. They're, they're building them and trading them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they will buy something and remodify it and resell it at, at a higher value, mm, right? Right. But but some of some of the people do it in a legitimate way, and some people do it in a in a fraudulent way. Mm. Um, you know, there there's there's um, podcasts out there like Dark Net, Dark Diaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, people get access to certain gaming networks um, out there and started building fraudulently digital resources and reselling them mm. to people. Wow. Okay. Um, and people will eat it up because, you know, they'll spend the four, eight, or 12 hours on a video game, but they, they'll, never, they'll never go out to a library or a club or, or um, a volunteer action like a, like community, a community service event mm-hmm. to interact with real people. Right, right. <laughs> because they don't have the self-esteem built up to do something like that. right. So, you know, imagine if somebody has enough self-esteem, they, you know, they, they may never play that many hours of video games again. Again, I, you know, I used to play video games myself and I just haven't had time. I, I will buy a video game. And, yeah, me too. And, it'll sit and, and, and look at it occasionally. But, <laughs> right. But I, I can't spend more than an hour. Yeah, me either. Doing one, you know, at my age, at right. least. Right, right. Me so, either. I, I tried, man. I tried. There's certain stuff that I, yo, that looks dope. And then, I mean, I just, I just don't have the time. And when I do have the time, I'll get on it for about 30 minutes, and and that's it. Um, right. But so, but that's uh, because you know we're both doing things, uh, perhaps in the world, real world, or whatever avenues that are that are more lucrative, if, if not monetary wise, um, influential influential wise. Right. Right. So there's that. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And um, that leads to my next question. I saw a TED Talks one time 
uh, with this uh, scientist and he was talking about the fact that he wonders if our brains have evolved enough to be taking in all the stimuli that we take in constantly, such as, uh, for instance, let's say I wake up in the morning, first thing I do, because this is real for a lot of people, when I wake up in the morning, first thing I do is, uh, before I get out of bed or anything, I open, I pick up my phone, open up my phone, scroll Facebook, right? right. And so as soon as, as soon as I do that, I've been exposed to the thoughts of at least 10 or 15 people. Um, I've been possibly exposed to somebody uh, uh, trying to sell me something and an ad trying to sell me something that's curated on the stuff that I've been, you know, from the, uh, my web searches, right? And stuff that I've been looking up on that same phone. Um, you also have, uh, you know, you just constantly, you're bombarded with the thoughts and opinions and ads and news, uh, at the, you know, news at the drop of a dime. And the scientist, the, he was saying, like, he, he wasn't sure that we have evolved to, uh, to actually be able to take in all of that without it, like, really, really affecting us. And it made me think about this uh, article that I read back in the day about uh, Facebook admitting that uh, they had ran some experiments on, uh, you know, some of its users where they would, mm -hmm. uh, one set of users, they would show nothing but negative news and negative, uh, I guess, negative, the, the people that were that they were, I guess, the people that they followed that had, you know, uh, were pissed off about something and were were talking crazy on there, or whatever. And so right. they were they were seeing nothing but that, and then that prompted them to start posting negative stuff themselves, and vice versa. And so, uh, with that said, like, do you think that we are equipped to be able to take in all these, you know, this constant? feed of thoughts and opinions of other people and ads and news like are we are we equipped to do that and then walk out of it healthy um it depends on what kind of filter you have as an intelligent person mm -hmm. right so you you alluded to the algorithms that that people play with on various social medias to they'll show you certain posts first not and not just Facebook, and, but at times Twitter and, and Instagram, well, well I, I guess more so Twitter, where mm -hmm. they send you these focused um, sort of ads in, in between different tweets. Right. Right. Based on whatever interest you've shown in certain things and not even you deliberately choosing something, but even geolocation, you walk by a place, right? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you're getting the ad on Facebook about this location right simply, right. simply because you walk by it you know right. <laughs> you know the, the jokes we have about hey i just thought of this product and now i'm seeing the product online or, or they talked about it and so they think think their phone or or computer is listening to them and <laughs> and and that's why the product's being showed to them right mm -hmm. um 
but it, it may not even have been that product. It, it, you may have looked up something adjacent to that. And just this other product is parallel to that, and they're spending more on the ad dollars. Right, <laughs> and that's right, why, right. And that's why you were showing that first, right? Mm -hmm. um, but you have to know why you're using a particular form of communication. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's people out there that social media is their job. You know, these influencers and YouTubers, they're not using an Instagram account or a YouTube account for just for fun. Mm. They, they have very carefully crafted um, content that they upload to Instagram um, or, to, or, to, or to YouTube design for ad revenue. Yeah, yeah. And they may have a whole private social media account somewhere else that nobody else knows about where they do all the, the jokes and mm -hmm. these right. But your, your professional image is all carefully crafted. Right. Including any controversial bits that especially, come out here. You know? Especially on Instagram. That right. You know, you have professional Instagrammers that, but go ahead. Yeah, you know, think about a music artist like Young Thug mm -hmm. and his, his association with Birdman and, and all the flamboyant stuff that he wears. Right. And, but he's alluded to, he's, he's, he's alluded to that he, he was told to keep doing flamboyant stuff because that's going to uh, raise his profile in, in terms of searchability and, mm. you know, once you have a new project, you right. know, even, even stuff that looks super flamboyant and, and you and I both know what that means. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So, so <laughs> think about why you're, what is the reason why you're out there and, and do you need this really big expansive network or do you just need to, do you only need the small network and only have just like-minded people or do you need to be challenged mm. by different ideas yes. so that you can really show and prove that the, the convictions that you have mm. are right and exact. So, you know, as, as um, people that are living in the poor part, we can't just go out and only listen to MSNBC. Yeah, exactly. Right? Right. <laughs> we, we, we have to we have to get some type of fear from some of the other perspectives to see how that all melds together and to prepare ourselves mm -hmm. in case those other perspectives are gearing up to start some type of action that we need to defend ourselves against. Right. And you know, I'm not saying that, you know, M M MSNBC is all the way right and is that either. Right. No, but <laughs> I, no, I'm, you're you're totally right, God, because yeah. You know, part of that, even if even if it might be sensory overload, at this point, um, the um, uh, American media complex is so biased and and is so full of propaganda that, in a lot of cases, social media is the only way you're going to get what's real. Due to the fact that, you know, you got people on the ground in these places, like you know, like with the. Uh, whole um, thing that's going on in Ukraine and the um, original people that were uh, the students there, 4,000 students that were having a um, hard time uh, getting out. Well, media was trying to downplay it. 
and they're and they're over there posting like nah it's this is what's happening they're posting videos and they're like yo we got to get out of here and who knows without social media we we probably wouldn't ever see that right and, and not to say that this is a blanket um, discrimination from all Ukrainians, but you yeah, do have sure. special interest people in Ukraine. It's like, why do they get to go and we didn't get to go first? Right, right. So we, we want to make sure we go first and and then you other people fend for yourselves. Because yeah. why are you why are you here in the first place? Right, right. And they were, <laughs> you know, it's crazy because they were students. And that kind of leads right. me to what I wanted to ask you next. Speaking of uh, Russia and Ukraine, um, Netflix Apple Pay and I believe TikTok were had uh, pulled the plug on Russian users since the war has started, and then since then, um, I think a couple of days ago, Russia made it legal to pirate uh, video games and movies and music. <laughs> I think that's their that's their answer to that, right? But like with all of that, is this like a part of war now? Oh, you mean this? Okay, you got latched on to this global public cloud um, network that mm -hmm. provides a service. And now we're going uh, to cut you off. I mean, who who's that affecting really? It's not really affecting somebody in a position like like Putin per se. It, mm -hmm. It's the, this consumer in that country that didn't have any decisions on the overall government that said, "Well, now I can't." use Facebook and in in whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But dang, I, I hope Facebook isn't the first thing you're thinking about when you can't eat. <laughs> right. Because right. they cut right. off the supply chain to your country in in, in the embargoes. Right, right. Right. Or you you only eat certain stuff. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I you know I think that's just you know a slight added um, trial, 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 and tribulation based mm -hmm. on you know real more more pressing trials and tribulations that people in this situation are in. It, I say that to say is you know those people are the only people in those situations. Mm -hmm. um, we right here are in a situation too, um, especially people in North America, in the United States, um, and, and not to tie any correlation between. The Ukraine conflict and gas prices, but but you'll need to watch out for various services being targeted, uh, digital services being targeted for downtime and the down service attacks based on this sort of cyber war. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's not just a company saying we're going to turn off the system. You have these bad actors and hackers and black yeah. actors that are going to turn off they're, they're, they'll, they'll turn off something like eBay mm -hmm. or, or, or they might cut off a section of, of AWS mm. so that you can't, you can't buy the thing and get it from prime right. or the delay or the delay is instead of a few days it's months right. <laughs> because, right. because the queuing never got in to send that thing. Right. Right. Those are the things that you'll have to, watch out for the, these digital connections that are disrupted, that, that lead to actual further supply chain issues than what we're dealing with now um, because of COVID and, and all that. This, you know, people trying to get a PlayStation 5 
and those delays, people are trying to get real computers like servers. And those are year, you know, going on years on backward, mm-hmm. like CPUs and all that, based on these supply chain issues. Right. And a lot of them is just bloating um, because you don't know how to properly distribute stuff. You got a whole bunch of empty uh, transporters, empty ships, empty trucks that have nothing on them, and don't know what assignments to do because people don't know how to filter all that to, to work together on this large network of transactions yet so yeah 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 no i most definitely and um I, you know so I, I can see that you're right because it's at that point it's it's somewhat as like an inconvenience but when it comes to uh like internet period and having access to the internet it's a lot of t- a lot of times um you know it's easy to take that for granted because a lot right. of places don't have the same type of access that we do. And, uh, you know, Starlink is the, the satellite-based internet uh, service right. that Elon Musk has, you know, uh, spearheaded. And it's supposed to make internet services available everywhere, even in the most remote places. And uh, you, Ukraine recently got access to Starlink during this conflict. Um, and so what are your thoughts on, um, you know, Starlink and and, you know, just its ability to give access, uh, internet access in places that have struggled with that? Well, um, for the sake of the planet Earth, let's hope there's a competitor and that that's not the only provider Mm -hmm. for that Mm -hmm. sort of internet access. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I guess it could be worse. You could have none, right? Yeah. Um, Which certain people have, you know, if you want to be aboriginal, Living in the in the backwater, you don't need it, right? Because right. that's just not the life you're living. But if you're engaged in in the global economy and network, this is something you want to have access to. Um, but I say, let's hope there's a competitor, so that the similar things that were happening in AWS that that closed down Netflix for a day don't happen to this kind of network. That, oh, you know, Starlink is down. It's a good thing that um, Asteroid Link is up and running, hmm. right? Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, right, so, so you can have a choice. Yeah. And or, I think... It fell over. Yeah, go ahead. And isn't that like... Because uh, I remember seeing something in the news uh, last year where... Um, um, What's my man's name? The uh, uh, cat that uh, owns Amazon. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Oh, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos, yeah. And so he was he was attempting to slow down uh, what Elon Musk was doing with uh, with uh, Starlink, um, so he can hop in the game too. But you know that would be a competitor. But there, but as you as you, he may he's a he doesn't seem like a good guy, right? And so as far as um well uh, <laughs> right. Um, he, he he's a ten percent rich slave maker before. Exactly. Now. <laughs> exactly. And so whenever we are talking about competitors, will it matter if both of the competitors are bad actors? You know what I'm saying? But now in saying that to say this, um I think he, uh for Starlink they had to send up something on the likes of like 
30,000 uh, satellites, and they haven't obviously sent all of them up yet, but they're in the process of doing so. And in order for them to have any competition, like they would have to do the same. And then you start creating a jump problem in, in space. But like, what are your thoughts on it? Um, well, you know, sort of this near, near Earth orbit stuff that is being used for infrastructure for communication GS um, global positioning satellites and those sort of things. Yeah, this is a new unique problem mm -hmm. for this planet that you know probably people haven't considered because oh, this space is big, you know, space is infinite, but yeah. <laughs> you're all, you're only a few miles away right from the surface of the planet, right? right. Um, uh, I guess if you start pushing more of this infrastructure to geosynchronous orbits mm. as opposed to these lower earth orbits but but you know th th that's the only reason why they're closer because the energy cost of of putting something further up right um um there's that and then um think about this issue of like data centers in, in general and resources on the planet you know, people might might start building certain kind of data centers in space. They might launch a whole bunch of ARM clusters with low power utilization um, in the space just to have a data center in space and say, oh, you can't touch it. You can't come and turn it off. Mm -hmm. it's, you can't regulate my data center. And and they'll try to do a whole bunch of goofy things right. on, those kind, on, on those kind of platforms, right? But... Um, but yeah, comp competition gives more power to consumers in terms of you're not just, just going to charge me arbitrary costs for a certain thing. There, there's a threshold where I'm going to be like, I'll just go to the, to the competitor. Um, even though they may cost more, they have more resources, right? Or, or they're more reliable or you know something like that. So that's why I mean my competitor. If you don't have a, comp a competitor for that sort of thing, then that leads to abuse. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Exploitation. Right. Um, I forget the, the the technical term. Monopolies, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, mm -hmm. right. So, And that's why we obviously have antitrust laws in place. They don't necessarily seem all that effective at the moment, but, I mean, that's why they are there. And, right. um yeah, so no, I, I agree um, with you 100% on that. Um, you know, with uh, things like, you know, telehealth, uh, whenever we experience the pandemic, uh, the ability to go to the doctor from home, right? Um, and, you know, things like with more people working from home during the pandemic, uh, people ordering goods and services, more um, people, I mean, even people ordering food, right? Uh, right. Um, and so, you know, it's, obviously made uh, a lot of things more convenient. And I saw something on um, the news the other day where uh, Joe Biden, <laughs> that guy, but he was, um, he was saying that as uh, citizens of this country, we need to, you know, the, chill with the working from home and start to get back in populate our downtown areas, right? And 
you know, obviously this is in the midst of a gas crisis that we're dealing with. Um, but as far as the ability to do more things at home, is that a natural progression of technology um, or is that something that's dangerous and we need to be, you know, aware of, you know, where that could possibly lead society? Well, you know, think about the majority of people that even have the ability to do their kind of work from home in this, mm -hmm. this sort of this administrative force, IT, um, you know, anybody that used to type, touch a typewriter or a computer, they can do, do most of that from home. But, but um, there is a real loss of accelerated collaboration Hmm. Um, for for some things, when you do things from home, right. um, there there's the health hit because you're at home and and people already consider an office job a sedentary sort of um, position or job where you're just sitting at a desk all day. Imagine doing that at home with with no oversight of you know professionalism, this that and the other, and, and people that have um, lower self-control, you know, they're, they're liable to, to misuse that sort of privilege. I, I'm not saying prevent all work from home, but, you know, take those things in consideration if you ever get in a position where you have a career that provides you access to work from home, right? Mm -hmm. um, like, who's going to motivate you to get out and walk or do calisthenics or go to the gym or... Mm -hmm play basketball, you know, if you're used to sitting in front of a computer all day, you know, that's just as bad as the people playing the video games all day, right? Right. So it's in the same, similar vein. It, it, you know, I'm, I'm speaking because I, I, I'm identifying <laughs> to that same, same situation. Same right. <laughs> right. But at the same time, you trying to force people to go in every day and and minimize the work-life balance, that's not going to work either. So what people have found is this more even out work-life balance where maybe I go into the office three days out the week, the majority of the days out the week, but two of those I can work from home and have a more relaxed sort of environment for, for those that are in that position, right? So what you're going to see is just more of this hybrid um, model amongst Companies that traditionally were like, oh, you better be here, you know, five or six days out of the week in overtimes and this, that, and the other. Um, and you have to watch out for that, too. Working from home, a lot of people will work overtime because, oh, I'm at home. You know, I, I got extra time. And you have to work out, watch out for work-life balance there, right. right? Or else you'll be used as a, a tool and also as a slave yeah. in that respect, even though you're just at home clickety-clacking, right? Mm -hmm. um, but um, the drivers for such um, advice from Biden or somebody like that is is to to drive economy so that if you go in the office, then you got to go around the corner get lunch and you, you know buy lunch and you have to spend money on gas. So you're actually uh, supporting the local economy. Whereas if you work from home, maybe the distribu distribution of spending on stuff in the local economy isn't as much as as we saw with all these different kinds of restaurants closing and, and entertainment centers and clubs 
you know, uh, a bunch of different kinds of businesses closing mm-hmm. because they can't have in-person people um, because of a public health crisis. Right. Right. So, you know, that will, you know, all of that will shift into something else, you know, some other, either the same person or a different person will have, find out a better opportunity um, that provides a safer in-person experience mm-hmm. for what that, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. But but that's the driving. That's the, kind of the driving force. Of, oh, don't just work from home all the time. Get back to work. You know, same way for like a lot of these wars out here. Um, you know, this this all ties into you know something that you and I, anybody that has spring knowledge, so has heard about about somebody making the devil. You know, the yeah. show for our power that we're all rising righteous, and and we could invent something or produce an environment that causes trials and tribulations in order to strengthen our resolve and focus mm. on what it is we are, what we actually are. Right. Even, even though we isn't really just, we is a subsection of, of we that's despite, that's dissatisfied with monotony and, 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 you know, complacency. <laughs> right. 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 No, yeah. And definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, you make uh, another great point. It it just seems to me with the whole, um, with people that do have the ability uh, to work from home, I think that that are able to, you know, stay motivated with things outside of work, right? But you, um, the ability to, for people to spend more time with their family, the ability for the people to do their job and from their home, not miss a beat, right? I think that seems like in a large part for those that have the ability to do that, that is taking a lot of, oh, and and then gas, right? You know, um, then, um, you know, it, I feel it seems like, you know, it can improve your quality of life um, just taking out the hustle and bustle of having to, you know, be in that rat race to every morning to, to get to your job and, and set up and do everything like that. I just I do also see that the cons within that. Right? All right. That's all. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm back, man. Uh, and so um, uh, with that said, uh, with the. Uh, advent of things like you know Fitbits and Neuralinks, iPhones. You literally have uh, a computer in your pocket every day. And I've, there's this book called Homo Evolutus, where the the scientist talks about the next stage of Homo sapien is his ability to control his evolution, right? And so, is this, is this point like the? emergence of man and machine like like it seems like you know and you got the neural link that that musk is working on to be able to you know to connect your brain to i guess uh i don't know the whole science behind that but um it's just like what are your thoughts on just how close man and machine are actually coming in and you know integrating with each other well take this into consideration the body of people is a machine. Mm. It, it, it's, it's, it has 
hardware, um, storage capacity for information, um, software via whatever um, DNA or genetic instincts that are encoded in addition to codes of context and contact um, conduct and instruction that you've been provided by parents right or 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 um, guides or mentors or whatever um, but using those machines as, as extensions um, you know sort of this wearable tech I, I see more of that happening mm -hmm. um, this this whole intrinsic oh you're gonna put biochips or you're gonna put microchips in me I don't see that taking off for for a long time. What they'll have before that is this sort of wearable tech hmm. that's going to do sort of this memory dump from people from their cerebrums hmm. to try to recreate a digital double of people. Right, right, right. right. Li li living right. in an environment, right? right. It, it, it won't be one to one. It won't. It won't record. Oh. Um, you you saw the color red on this date, but it, it will have impressions on there where you have these digital doubles, right? Mm -hmm. and, and and that's some something people are are worried about. Um, this whole alter carbon reality, you know, there's other shows we saw besides alter carbon. There's Dial House and, and other movies where uh, this Black Mirror, get me black, yeah, this different episodes in Black Mirror. This notion that you've created a digital version of yourself and added in some artificial intel intelligence that recreated a version of you. And is that version of you ever going to be aware? It, we're like centuries away from, yeah. from, from a self-aware thing. But what we're using is technology that's similar to low-level neural activity that's in, in animals to mm -hmm. help to help aid in things like data mining and that sort of thing. There, there, there's nothing out there as intelligent as people. Right, 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 right. Making, making decisions. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, 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 too much hardware requirements, uh, not enough compute density combined. You, you know, you take all the compute resources of AWS, even the high performance computing, it won't, it won't equal. It won't equal the compute power of a bat or mm. or or a deer, right? Because <laughs> right? Because right. a deer is like I'm. I'm getting the heck out the way. Yeah. AW, AWS is like, oh, I'll yeah. shut down. I'll shut down region one, and region two. But right. but that's on the that's on the level of a cell or yeah. or a small organism, mm -hmm. right? So we we don't have that yet. I say yet because you know. What does that say about the status of original people um, in terms of um, the status of the being that has the, the highest mental and physical powers in combination to effect, affect their environment, right? And, and modify their environment to produce a higher quality of living. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people think about that long further off future of what is the nature of reality and intelligence? Um, you know, how do we emerge as intelligent people? You, you know, we don't advocate a mystery God of, of 
you know, something invisible, unseen that created everything. But we do understand the chain of events that lead simpler um, processes to combine together to form a more sophisticated process in order to deal with the intake of stimulus and information, right? Right. That, that leads to something that's more holistic and compact as a person dealing with their environment and how a person ultimately could use the tools at their disposal to dramatically alter, affect, modify their world in order to produce whatever kind of living condition and, and therefore being the, the supreme being in the world they live in, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's arguments online. It, I, I want to go there about, well, you know, what does that mean in terms of what does it mean having a knowledge of self? Does it, does it mean that ultimately... Um, that we're atheists and hmm. atheists in the sense that, um, you know, intelligence so-called appear by chance and we're here now and now we control things or do, do we have a connection with other processes that already exist in the universe that can be seen and detected? Right. Hmm. And, and it's just a building up of those processes that leads to a more sophisticated um, form of 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 information in a configuration that deals with life, right? Mm -hmm. um, the sun, moon, and stars, um, the elementary particles—they all seem to engage in some sort of exchange of information. Yes, whether definitely. whether people like it or not, e even dang rocks and crystals, mm -hmm. right? But uh, the planet Earth or a star. Um, is about as dense as a as a gnat hmm. compared to a person right. based on all, all the different ideas a person can generate in a small amount of time. Um, people may say, well, oh, well, the sun is bigger, the earth is bigger. Why isn't it living and intelligent? I'm not saying they're not living or intelligence, but if you if you measure the relative sophistication of how an object responds to their environment, people are more adaptable than a planet or a star. Mm. <laughs> they're, right. just small, they're, just, they're just smaller and more fragile. Right, right. <laughs> but, but, but we've inherited all that from all these ideas that already exist in the universe, all the radiation um, that has been delved out in, in a methodical matter, in an organized matter. You know, think about it. The, the earlier universe is more organized than the universe we have now because the principles of physics that deal with um, entropy says that systems that are unbounded tend to go from more order to less order. But it is people that are preserving order. You know, we, we build dang refrigerators. You, you know, the, there's no natural refrigerators. Hmm. Uh, people build re refrigerators that kind of reduce entropy in the closed system in order to free something right. and give it more structure, right? So it's our kind of intelligence that's preserving order in our mm -hmm. environment. And how that deals with technology in general is we, we've got to be the authors of the sort of things that deal with advanced technology, whether it's computing or otherwise. Right. And if we're not the authors, then, then we're letting 
something that's weaker or more wickeder than us yeah, yeah. direct those initiatives. Exactly. And, and, and it won't be as efficient. Yeah, exactly, God. And it's like, you know, if you let someone who may be weak and wicked uh, be the only one that it's in this technology race or only one that's coming up with these certain technologies, then somebody weak and wicked is going to use technology for one, their own self-preservation to make money and to exploit everybody else. In order for us to, in order for us to, in order for this technology to be used to save the planet that we're living on, to save the biodiversity of the planet, to yes. say, to do all of these different things, it's going to be us that has to uh, take charge in, uh, you know, learning this technology. And that was my last question that I wanted to ask you, and you kind of already went into it. Like, how important is it for us as original people to be the authors and the makers and owners of this technology and have an understanding on, you know, just technology and where it's going in the future and and make sure you know our babies have that understanding as well it, it is paramount for original people um to have a huge stake in the ownership and authoring of of all this kind of technology and software and um that's controlling our whole world now now interesting enough a large amount of original people actually are involved in that in that effort they they're just not from um the world's north america right right, right? people in india and china mm -hmm. you know you think about most of the people in your engineering departments at these major um engineering and scientific schools mm -hmm. and their nationality yeah yeah they're they, they they're not from europe yeah yeah facts uh, you see a lot of people from, like you said, China, India, uh, West Africa, uh, South Africa, possibly. Right. Um, why is it? What is it about us here in the wilderness of North America? Why? Why are we so behind on it? Um, because people in Western North America have been primarily put into this mode of of being this blind, deaf, and dumb person that's used for cheap labor. Mm. Um, for for going for the low hanging fruit in terms of careers, you know, I'm I'm going to be a retail person somewhere, and I'm just going to get by and use government assistance, and and that's that, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to a higher echelon of career that requires um, um, more discipline and more exercising of your brain, right? Um, to the point that you know, you know, people make this illusion that using more of their brain hurts. Oh, I didn't want to do that because it hurt my brain, so I'm just going to take the easy route where I don't have to know as much. Or somebody or told me one time, God. Somebody told me I I know I can't remember what I was building on, but somebody right. said, you know what, man, I just I just want to stay asleep. I was like, damn. Well, you know, like I never heard nobody just come out and say that, but. Uh -huh. You know, having to be able to having that illusion, um, having that having that illusion crushed, having having to see things for what they are and not what they appear to be, it seems for some is just not how they want to live. Right. Well, you, you got to keep in mind, 
yes, you know, approaching some, somebody with that, well, you have to do extra work in order to get greater rewards. Some people, it, it, that's how you're going to do this. You just can't rest on your laurels and get and just have rewards handed to you. It's not just knowledge itself. It's, it's other aspects, you know. Oh, yeah. People that are on, on their fitness journey. Mm-hmm. Thinking that they can just think about exercising instead of yeah. actually going out and exercise, right? Yeah. Right. So, so it's the same with knowledge itself. Now, of course, some people are presented with knowledge itself, and they're presented it's presented to them by by a crazy person or so, <laughs> right. or somebody that's only heard about knowledge itself or or is using just enough, but they present it in such a way. It's not appealing to you. Right, right. That's in a disrespectful manner mm-hmm. to the person they're presented to. And just to avoid the, this useless argument, they'll say, oh, you know, you're right. I'll just stay dumb. Yeah. Just to get that person out of their hair. Yeah. Not not, not because they really are trying to say, I, I just want to be dumb. It's just, I don't want to, I'm done with this interaction with you. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Right. Um, but... <laughs> But yeah, it's important for experiences of original people in the words of North America to add on to that contribution, not just to the international original person. Uh, many who, of which ha- have also succumbed to influence of uh, white supremacy and trying to be like the Joneses, and yeah. you know they, they don't. You know somebody from trying to talk about their name is Sean and they're going to spell it a certain way or their name is Betty. And you know, that's not, you know, that's not their name. Right. 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 We see that a lot. See yes. That a lot, but, but they, they're doing that role. You know, half of them, what I found out is because they don't want to have to cuss you out for mispronouncing their name. <laughs> okay. But, but, but the other half is like, I'm, I'm just going to fit in. Yeah. So nobody targets me. Yeah. And, and, and that's not a way for a person to live. No, not at all. Right, because because you you crush their inspiration in their creativity if they have to live that way. So, I I rather you tell me your name is is Ji Zhang as opposed to Sean, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most definitely, and right. because you shouldn't ever you shouldn't ever have to hide your culture and who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, in a corporate setting, like I mean, right. that that should that should never be the case, right? But and, and, and most of that I found in the educational setting, which is supposed to be more liberal, right? Right. But but you see how that's been going, right? But but we really need to be in these fields that's that's controlling authorship of te- technological um, artifacts out there. I mean, we need to be software developers. Uh, we need to be system engineers. We need to be DevOps engineers, or or what have you, um, and add on that experience because you know we we may have de- developed best practices in in a parallel vein that have just never been applied to t- technology, mm-hmm. especially as as inventive as original people that have gone for over three hundred seventy nine years, you know, po- um, over four hundred years of of persecution in this country. We probably found ways to dip and slip around adversity that people haven't thought of doing yet in technology. Right, and, and wow. that's why more of us need to be there. Most definitely, God. Most definitely. Well, right. 
Devon Ruler, I appreciate you for coming through, God. Um, it was a powerful build. And, uh, um, you know, it's it was uh, something that I had been wanting to do for a while because I, I just to speak on technology and, you know, the future and related to original people through the eyes of the 5%. Like, you know, this was important. So I, I definitely appreciate you for coming through, God. Word. Thanks for having me again. And um, people check out Wise the Dome. Um, got some very good content coming through there on various topics, um, some controversial, uh, some uh, very profound um, and designed to um, strengthen your brain and mm-hmm. your mind and how you engage in life. So no thank doubt. you once again. Peace. Peace, Peace God. Peace.